What's up, Cam? Mm, not much, Mitch. Happy to be here, though. How are you? I'm doing well. It's cold again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do live in the Midwest, the upper Midwest. So that's what this does. But but we're not in Montana where they got four feet of snow. So we can. What? There. You didn't hear about that? There, no. there, there were areas of Montana this last week that got four feet of snow. <laughs> oh, man. North that, Dakota. That's... North Dakota had, I think, at the worst because they had just the straight line winds with the snow. And they had, mm. when they showed the map of highways that were shut down, like, first off, I didn't know North Dakota had that many highways. And there was like red all over the map. And I'm like, pretty much stay home. Don't go anywhere. This will pass. <laughs> it's like, I, I swear that they were locked in their house for like two days up there because the way the weather, the weather channel made it sound. But, yes. but I think they, they were averaging somewhere around three feet of snow throughout North Dakota. So all this rain that we've had coming through in the mm -hmm. last, in the last week has all been snow up there. So. It's crazy. Well, I'm uh, I'm happy it was just rain here. Yep, me too. Quite happy. You don't have to shovel rain. So no, my <laughs> tulips are starting to blossom. Yeah. Yeah, we made the decision this year to uh, hire a company to um, fertilize our lawn, and because we have we have a lot, we have weeds and stuff in our lawn, and it's not as thick as I would like, and and I just don't. I could put the work into it and it probably cost me just about the same amount of money, but, uh, but I just don't want to take the time. So sometimes you know, <laughs> solutions come down and this is something I've discovered over the years. Solutions come down to one of two things. You either solve it with money or solve it with time. And because like, I don't really want to spend the time on it and I don't re necessarily always have the time on it, solve it with money. So, you know, it comes down to one of those two things. There you go. So I want to do some follow-up on something today that, uh, that I was pretty excited about. And last okay. time, last time, I think it was in the delight me section. We, we talked about, uh, Lego star Wars, uh, the Skywalker saga. And just a few days after we talked about it, I, it finally dropped, it finally released and I was able to, uh, to play it and wow. It, it is <laughs> it is really really cool um not only do you have all nine movies to play through um which i which it's kind of funny because i get to certain sections of the movies and i'm like they're making this for kids so how did they handle this section like the killing the younglings uh in uh revenge of the sith okay children it's nap time <laughs> they well, the, what they didn't what they did was they were outside the jedi temple anybody who's watched the movie knows what happens and but they completely skipped right over it so um which was good uh the same thing with when uh when anakin uh killed all the uh the tuscan raiders and mm -hmm. i think that was the second movie in attack of the clones um, all you see in the, in the game is he goes into a tent. There's a bunch of, uh, um, like lightsaber waving around and then he comes out and it's just assumed that he, and he comes out with Shmi in his arms and, and, uh, and then you, you just skip to the, um, 
the point where they're like burying her and and uh and mourning her so are you able to deviate from the movie plot lines at all or are you just playing through the movies as a lego character so here's the thing um when you play through the nine movies there's a story mode that you that you play through the story uh once you've completed the story mode for that movie it opens up free play for that movie but it also opens up all the planets you visited during that movie so now you have uh three ways to play that movie you have you can go back and play it through in story mode which uh it, the mo- the game kind of requires you to go back and do that to complete or like to take each level to 100% completion so because there's all kinds of collectibles that you can get and you get uh um the currency in the game are called studs they're the little round uh round uh pieces and yeah not you man they have my face on them <laughs> no um but uh but as you go through you go through the game and you collect if you collect i think it's over a hundred thousand on on a level you get what they call true jedi and that's considered to be one of the collectibles that you collect for that round and so you have to complete some of those in story mode you have to complete some of those in free play and they have different collectibles in the free play than from the story mode um and then there's one other way that you one other thing and and when when you came on to uh to record with me today i was playing um i was playing in the oh man i'm gonna forget what they call it it's like the galactic free play kind of mode i don't remember what they call it now but uh but you can go in and just fly from planet to planet um very open world style and just collect Mm -hmm. and just collect stuff and the maps are pretty expansive so um it is pretty pretty awesome what they did with this game uh it is probably one of the best star wars games i've played and and by far the best lego game that i've ever played so highly recommended there are there are hundreds of hours of gameplay in this game yeah so yeah (laughs) well there we go i'm glad it wasn't a total dud yeah um there is when you when you you said wow earlier i was like well this could go one of two ways (laughs) but there have been uh there has been chatter online about some glitches some really persistent glitches that are that are in the game um i ran into one that uh that was really frustrating that i had to um quit the quit the level that i was on and go back and replay the level again to get past it uh so there's some glitches and some things that they've got to update and fix but um but it's not it's very rare to run into one and when you do it's just dump out of the level go back in you know and it re re loads everything and then it works just fine so that makes me like really want to get on the forums and troll people and be like there's just just this consistent glitch every time i play it anakin turns into darth vader like he's <laughs> supposed to be the chosen one why do, why does this glitch keep happening i don't understand oh uh, you're a terrible person <laughs> and just, <laughs> just watch the forum burn <laughs> um one of them that i keep seeing but i haven't played this uh this particular movie yet I want to say, yeah, I'm almost positive. It's a Force Awakens that this glitch is in, that you're supposed to go and talk to Maz Kanata um, on Takadana. And, wow, lost. lost can you say that? 99% of the audience that? right there. Yeah, can um, you say that a few times quickly, please? Yeah, Maz Kanata on Takadana. Talk, hey, I didn't <laughs> say it right that time. <laughs> Takadana, there we go. 
so so Maz, who who was in the Force Awakens, she's the little orange um, alien that that owns the bar on yeah. uh, the planet. So she um, apparently you're supposed to talk to her, but the glitch causes an issue where you can't walk up and you're what you're supposed to do is walk up. You hit the A button on the remote and you enter into like this conversation with her. Well, apparently in this glitch, that doesn't work. Like you walk up to her and it doesn't give you the option to be able to talk to her. But this is this is a pivotal issue. Like you have to do this to be able to progress in the game. Um, so so that you know people are complaining about this online. But mm-hmm. but beyond that, I think it sounds like everything else is working fine and it's and I'm having a blast with it. So it it marries two of the things that I love, Star Wars and Legos. So and some great games. Yeah, I can tell by the the things behind you. Yeah, I have uh, Lego Star Wars on the shelf right behind me. Mm-hmm. And that's just two like two pieces that I have. I've got uh, I think one, two, three, four, five more builds in front of me. Another couple up here, and then there's a few behind the uh, black curtain uh, that that's behind me. So so yeah. Actually, I've got another one over on the desk here. I think I had this last time we recorded, but I have my Millennium Falcon. So, and I'm going to go put this down before I drop it. <laughs> because that will happen. <clears throat> All right. Well, what's been up with you, man? You know, not a whole lot. Just. <clears throat> waiting for you know fourth and fifth winter to be done <laughs> and uh you know just honestly i took the day off work yesterday it was good friday mm-hmm. um was supposed to help set up good friday service yesterday morning my alarm clock went off i was like ah oh, five more minutes <laughs> an hour and 45 minutes later i wake up to boom, 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 boom on my front door. And I'm like, you know, in a panic, like, oh, what's going on? I look at the clock and I was like, oh no. Did someone call a wellness check on you or what? I opened the door. <laughs> it's my pastor. He's like, yo, are you okay? And I was like, would you believe me if I told you a little story? And so I told him, <laughs> I was like, my alarm went off five more minutes. And I just, and there I looked at my phone, missed call from him, missed text message because I was, you know, one of like four people that were supposed to, and, you know, and apparently he's telling the other guys like, this is not like him to just <laughs> not show and not respond. And, you know, I live next to the church, right? Like across the alley next to the parking lot. And so he just walked over. He's like, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how sad is it that I was so tired that he felt the need <laughs> to come make sure that I was alive. Yeah. I'm super grateful, you know, that he cares that much, uh, but also is a little bit embarrassed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, well, apparently you need it. I was like, yeah, yeah, apparently I did. Um, um, at least he was. But anyways, yeah. Funny. So, and then I had lunch with a buddy and just, you know, I've been, uh, I'm getting back into Gran Turismo. Oh, um, interesting. On PlayStation. Um, well, so Formula One, I'm a big fan of Formula One, have been. Um, but. Uh, I just, it's a game that requires skill. Yeah. Uh, and it's a game that I'm fairly decent at. Like there are other games that I play that require skill that I play because I'm 
not good, but it's still fun. Like Fortnite or FIFA. Yeah. I play because it's fun. And Fortnite, mainly I play because I get to hang out with people that I enjoy and we laugh and, you know, have a good time. But I'm, I'm exceedingly average at those games. Uh, Gran Turismo, I'm actually pretty good at and I enjoy. Um, so it's that, it's that game i i played that way back in the day and back back then and i'm sure it's just as much now you re, you could really get in the weeds with that game mm-hmm. you know customizing everything and even the the steering and the acceleration like i used to do i don't know if they still have this but i used to do the thing where you could uh you could put the acceleration on the right analog stick and the the accelerating and braking on the right hand mm-hmm. right stick and your steering on the left so you were literally like to accelerate, you were pushing your, the, uh, the analog stick forward, but mm-hmm. you could, you could really fine tune how much you were accelerating doing that. Yeah. And <clears throat> now unlike the PS4, which I have the, the, tr- the R2 and L2 triggers are yeah. touch sense, like pressure sensitive. So like if you just touch it, a li- so you get the same thing, but with the triggers right. instead of the, the analog stick, yeah. um, but same same concept um but yeah i mean you can you can change the gear ratios you can change the camber angle of the tires the toe angle of the tires the brake balance the differential slip the downforce the ride height like all of that stuff the weight the power uh you know all of that you can tweak for each car um it's fun it's really fun yeah and uh the way it used to be is like, you'd have to finish like a race series to win a car. Mm-hmm. Now there's like a daily drive amount. If you drive X amount of miles in one day, you get a car. Yeah. And usually like the, 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 it's like 30 miles. So if I do like two races that are like six or seven or eight laps each, yeah. I get a free car for two races. I was like, I got a Bugatti the other day for doing like a couple of races in a Renault Clio sport. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. (laughs) So, so I, I remember the, the, the version, this was back on a PlayStation two. I want to say it was probably Gran Turismo two, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But uh, I was, I remember that there was one track that I used to play all the time. It was just the oval but you had to do a hundred laps of the oval and oh, the endurance race. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you got like decent rewards for doing this race, mm-hmm. but, but what they didn't anticipate is that if you set up your analog sticks, right, you could just uh, put a rubber band between the two analog sticks and set the controller down and walk away. <laughs> Seriously. And, and you play, they played the whole game. You just come back and check and see which lap you were on. I used to do that all the time. I made I made so much money me? doing that. Yeah. Uh, I've wow, so, I had so no much idea. in in game uh currency. Um doing, yeah, yeah. So it was it was funny. Yeah. Uh, they uh this the latest one, Grand Turismo Sport, they've got a um a Lewis Hamilton time challenge version. It's yeah. like an extra eight bucks. But they 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 video on Hamilton. He's in this incredible simulator setup, right? He's got the super awesome steering wheel and the foot pedals and like you know the actual racing foot pedals, like yeah. you know a Formula One driver would have. And he's on this giant screen and he sets times um, for like I think like ten or twelve different tracks in the game, and then you get to race Lewis Hamilton, his ghost, so you can like drive through his car mm-hmm. and you get some serious cash. If you, if you 
there's like gold, silver, and bronze. So like his time is like here and then gold is usually like within half a second. And then silver is within like two, two and a half seconds of bronze is within like six or seven, depending on the track. If you get bronze, you get 200 grand. If you get silver, you get 300 grand. And if you get gold, you get 500 grand. Mm-hmm. And so what I've been doing is I've been purposely getting bronze first. So I get that 200, then I get silver and I get the 300. So it's $500,000. And I'm going to do that for all the races. And then once I get silver for all the races, I'm going to go for the gold. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, I made, I made a million bucks in game currency yesterday, just doing two races, getting bronze and silver. Yeah. And it's like fun. Cause you're like, Holy crap. I'm faster than Lewis Hamilton through this corner. And then you get to the next one and he totally smiled. I'm like, how, how does he go through it so much faster? Like, and it just <laughs> challenges you to try and figure out like, okay, yeah. what is he doing to, not lose grip in this like and it's it's like oh my gosh i have i might have a problem with this mode because i'm like i i, I have to beat him yeah and then here i am you know like this guy's a seven-time world champion and i'm just a dude in his living room with a controller and i'm like i will be better than him no i won't i will never be better than him <laughs> but the channel they, they, they dangled the carrot very well yeah i will, I will say it's good so Video games are fun. I, I don't think we've talked about it a whole lot on the show, but uh, I do enjoy a good video game. I, I think, I think, to be honest with you, I think the pandemic has changed a little bit of uh, what I enjoy now. I don't know if you've had the same experience, but I'm definitely way more into lighter, fluffier, funnier stuff. Um, just because <laughs> real of, life is too hard. Yeah. yeah, some of the stuff is just, like, yeah, life has been so serious and so like hard you know, over the last couple of years, just based on the the climate. And I've I've just gotten to the point where like we'll be looking at movies to watch, and I have movies on my list that normally I would go for and want to watch, and I'm just looking. I'm going, man, those are too heavy. I really don't want anything that heavy right now. Oh, well, let's go watch some, you know, some cartoon or something like that. Cause I, I just can't handle it. So I don't know if that you've had that experience or not. No, I think I've had the opposite, which is, I think one of the reasons that led me to give up TV and Lent or yeah. TV and movies for Lent. was like, I was like really watching like, like dark, serious, like kind of like gruesome sort of, you know, and I was yeah. like, I just, this is not good for me. No. And, you know, on a number of levels, right? Uh, so I was like, I need to just, so I canceled, like I canceled my HBO and my Epics and, you know, whatever. Like I haven't had Netflix in, in a long time. So I just like, I canceled all. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to watch mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. Um, and it's been really good, you know? It's quite honestly why I don't think I've watched a ton of stuff on Apple TV+. Plus just because so much of their stuff is like verging on high art and so serious that I just don't find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, although I hear like some really good stuff about severance, which makes me want to want to watch that. That one looks so, weird. Yeah. There's the concept looks weird, but I've, I've heard that the finale episode is um some of the best tv that's been been made like it builds to this finale that is just really really good so i'm interested uh but i uh i gotta carve out time to watch it and right now that time is being eaten up by something we just got done talking about so (laughs) 
Awesome. All right. Well, do you want to talk about iPad OS? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think that would be a good, good discussion. I had a thought over the last week here, and I don't know that it's going to be a popular thought. Um, but we, we were going to, we wanted to discuss like what the future we think about, um, of iPad OS is. So you've had some thoughts on that. I'm assuming what, what are you thinking about that? Well, what I want it to be or what I think it's going to be, because I think those are two different things. Well, we can talk about both. We have a, we have an hour to an hour and a half. So. So what I want it to be is a competitive option to the Mac for most people, not all. Like they're like, I don't think we're going to be producing Hollywood films on an iPad and I don't think we should be right. But I think that for the majority of people, and this may already be true for just consumers, right? Where the iPad is a comparable replacement to a Mac. If you're just, if you're just surfing the web, answering emails, playing, you know, a game or two that just basic stuff already accomplished right but for folks like me and you that do a little more you know we want to do some audio editing or in my case you know i can do photo editing on there now but i'd like to do some video uh and technically you can do that now um but i would like um you know as i've said logic and final cut heck you know you've got photoshop on there now which is a great sign from adobe when do we get premiere on the ipad um, so my, my hope is that for someone like me who doesn't require an eight terabyte SSD in my machine, who doesn't require top of the line graphics that I could have the option of a Mac or an iPad. And I get in my, my choice is solely based on what sort of experience I want to have and not sort of not, not what limitations are placed on me for what I can and can't get done. Does that make sense? I think if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, this is particularly the reason why I start, I started to shy away from the iPad as a creative device and went more towards it being a consumption device is just because I felt like I was having to make a series of compromises to try and make things work. Mm -hmm. So, well, and that's, and that, that lends itself directly to my point, right? Like I want to be able to look at a Mac and an iPad and go, can I create music with it? Can I edit photos with it? Can I edit and produce audio? And can I edit and produce video? If I can get a yes to those on both machines, then my only choice in the matter is, is which format do I prefer and which operating system do I prefer? Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not limited by what I can or can't do based on the things that I want to do. Right. Which I realize is not for everybody, but I would love for the app. I had to get to that point where I can go, Hmm, I can do everything I want to do on both device, both devices, which device then do I prefer? In that case, I would probably take the iPad, but right now, you know, if I want to edit video, I'm using my MacBook air on a bigger screen. The other thing too, that, that, I would like to see, and you know, I'm not 
you know, I'm in a long line of people asking for this is proper external display support for the iPad, not just mirroring what's on the iPad with the, you know, the letter boxes on it. Let me use it as an external display. We have mouse and trackpad and keyboard support. Why, why can't I use an external display as an external display and not a mirror? Because I tell you what, if I could do that, then I would just do that and edit, you know, because I edit my photos on my external display anyways, even when I'm using my Mac. If I could just do it on my iPad and do it, bada boom, bada bing. Yeah. So I guess I'm just, I'm looking, my hope for the future of, of iPad is that it doesn't, it doesn't need to be competitive with a Mac Studio or a Mac Pro. It, it just, it's not going to happen, right? Physics will not allow that, in that, but it should be comparable to a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro in what it can accomplish. They have the same chipsets. You know, it, right now it's just, it's software limitations. And what Apple chooses to pursue or not pursue, you know? So my question I'm not sure how to phrase this, um, but the the question that came to mind uh, for me is why. Like, is there a reason why we should be able to take? Let's use the 12.9 inch um, iPad that with a keyboard and a mouse and against a 13 inch MacBook Pro. You're talking about essentially the same screen size. The only difference between the two is you have a touch screen on the, uh, on the iPad. Well, and a so, different operating system, different and it's operating cheaper system. and it's cheaper than a MacBook pro. Is it? Mm-hmm. By how much? I mean, once I you talk, once you talk about adding a keyboard to it and a mouse, but I already have all those things. Okay. Well, you know, for someone who's starting out fresh, All right, I'm looking up the iPad Pro. Let's go 12.9 inch. I mean, and I'm not necessarily looking for comp- comparable specs. But All right, uh, so a <clears throat> a 12.9 inch iPad Pro with a terabyte hard drive is $1,800. A MacBook Pro. 13 inch. Keep going. <clears throat> is $1,900. So it's $100 difference. So it's not much. It's $100 cheaper for the iPad. Yeah. With this, with, with the same specs. Now, does that, uh, that MacBook, does that have the, oh, did you check MacBook Pro or was that the MacBook Air? It was a MacBook 13 inch MacBook Pro. So it's not the 14 or the 16. It's the yeah. it's the low end MacBook Pro. Oh, so okay. if you wanted, yeah, it's it's the lowest end MacBook Pro with a terabyte hard drive. <laughs> yeah. So once you once you start talking uh um M1 Pro or M1 Max, you're just gonna be going up in price. But uh yeah. But for the most part, like if you wanted one or the other, it's pretty comparable. Um, but also realize that if you're starting fresh, you're adding a keyboard, maybe the, uh, maybe the, probably the most comparable thing would be to look at that $300, um, case, um, 
man, why am I not? Why am I blanking on the the magic keyboard case? Mm-hmm. Um, because you get your you get your trackpad and your keyboard that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I guess that that honestly, the fact that it's if you'd add that to it, it's more expensive than the MacBook Pro in that in that regard. Then why isn't it comparable to what it can do? That's fair. You know what I mean? I mean, you're you're adding the capability of a touchscreen on the iPad. So, you know, if you added touchscreen to the Mac and it was cap- comparable, it was still comparable at that point, then, then I think the argument would be, you know, apples to apples, but I think there's still a slight difference. Macintoshes to Macintoshes. <laughs> Macintoshes to Granny Smiths or something. I don't know. Yeah, and and I'll I'll be the first to admit this is what I want. That doesn't mean it's what Apple should do or will do. This is just what I want because I want it. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's 100% rational or realistic. I just want to be able to do this on my iPad. Yeah. You know, I I I love the modularity of, you know, this little guy. I can hold it in my hand. I can slap it in a case. I can connect it to a trackpad and a keyboard magnetically. I can pop it off. I can connect to it wirelessly. Like I love the different ways in which I can use it all simply based on just sticking it onto something or popping it off and eventually hopefully plugging it into an external display. You know, like I love being able to do that. And it's not like my MacBook Air isn't uh, mobile. It's incredibly mobile. The thing weighs like, I don't even know how much, but like two pounds, maybe, right? It's a, it, it is a, but I can't rip the screen off and go take it where I want. It's always connected to the bottom half of the computer. And while that's great for getting certain things done, the, the, the form factor of the iPad is my preferred form. I, I just, I love, I can add to it what I want to add to it when I want to add to it. And then when I don't, and it's pure naked form, it is glorious and wonderful. Um, which is why I want what I want for the future of iPad OS, knowing full well that may never happen. Um, but you know, a man can dream. Well, it's, <laughs> so I've told. it's it's a, it's super fair to you know to be looking at it this way. That I ask the questions almost a little bit as a uh, devil's advocate. I I I get it. You know, but I think that for the for the to serve the conversation, um, exploring some of those ideas, I think were were useful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But because to me, like on the surface of things, and I think what we came down to was the modularity is really what uh, what gets you excited about the device. Um, mm-hmm. For me, you know, if I'm sitting down and and understand. I might have, I don't, I don't know when you started use computers versus when I started using computers, but keyboard and mouse has always been how I've used a computer, you know? Oh yeah. I, I really tried moving over to, you know, an iPad pro for uh, a bunch of stuff. And as for as much as I, for as much as I wanted to learn and wanted to get good at it and all that stuff, like my muscle memory uh, just didn't transfer over. You know, I'm so comfortable. I think I discussed this uh, on a past episode, 
about why I use Adobe Audition versus uh, Logic is Adobe Audition, I just have my muscle memory so built up in that, that I can fly through um, edits. You know, I, I'm, I'm good at it. You know, where, mm-hmm. where I use Logic for a long time. I use Logic for probably a good year or so uh, between um, editing uh, the church sermons um, that, that, uh, that I do for church. And even when we first started doing this podcast, I was using logic a little bit. And when it came right down to it, that $20 a month that I'm paying for Adobe audition is way worth it for me because I can fly through these edits way faster in Adobe audition because the muscle memory is built up. Yeah. You know, when I'm, when I'm going through, um, you know, editing our podcast, you know, I'm editing it in multi multi-track view and, Literally, like, I don't even think about it anymore. It's command shift, delete, command shift, delete, you know, as I'm, as I'm, um, grabbing sections of the podcast that I want to, uh, to delete and, and, uh, pull the rest of the track forward, just command shift, delete. And I just, it's, I don't even think about it anymore. I actually tried to set up, um, kind of a stream deck set where I would, and I just was just using it on my phone. I would, I don't have a stream deck yet um but uh (laughs) it's it's likely going to come at some point but i haven't plunked down 149 bucks for it but uh but i had something set up on my phone there for a while to give it a try to see is this something that i could build into my muscle memory is just to reach over and hit a button well the problem was my hands already on the keyboard why would i why would i reach over and hit a button when it's just as quick for me to hit the you know, take the two hands that are already on the keyboard and, and throw in a, a shortcut or a keyboard shortcut to do something. So it, it's just far easier and far quicker for me because that's what I've always done. Um, when I started, when I started editing in ferrite, I, I see the draw of editing audio in ferrite you know, to be able to use the pencil and to just like literally your, there's a tactileness to using an iPad uh, in that way. You got your pencil, you're, you're selecting your section, you're deleting it. You know, there's all kinds of these little gestures and stuff like that that you can do. And, you know, in the few times that I've used it, it works really nice. It just, I just can't get past the muscle memory though. It's not as easy to use for me as uh, Audition is. So, yeah. Now I do a lot more uh, photo editing you know, that way. Um, I, cause it's the device that I have, you know, a lot of times when I want to do that. So, and that seems to work pretty well, but, um, but for me doing any kind of music or video, especially video, I just, unless I, that's the only device I have and I've got to get it done right now. I'll, I'll kind of suffer through doing it that way. But if I've got my MacBook with me, that's what I go to my MacBook pro. I'll, I'll whip it out through that and, and I'll be good. So, but you know, it's the different ways we work. So. Yeah. And, and there, I mean, there is something to be said for muscle memory, right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, changing just for the sake of change, you know, doesn't necessarily always work uh, or isn't always a good idea. Right. And if addition works for you, then. Mm-hmm. So, so here's a, here's something that I think is hilarious. Uh, where I'm at 
when I'm at work, um, I was in HR for a lot of years and, uh, we got our, all our computers upgraded at one point in the building when they all, they went from, uh, like little Dell towers with a monitor to all, all in one computers throughout the store. And they're all touchscreen computers. So as, as I'm training new people, you know, it was not uncommon really when you get some of, some of your, your older people that come into the, the store, they get to get their job and then you got to teach them a little bit how to use the computers. So, and I had a couple of instances where I literally had to start with, this is a keyboard, this is a mouse, this is what they do on the screen. And I had to kind of walk them through and get a, get them, give them that general uh, base knowledge of how to use the computer. You know, what's crazy. We have kids coming in today that don't know how to use a keyboard and a mouse because they've only ever used a touch screen. And what, what's equally hilarious to me is that I'll walk into the training room and I, and we've got a bunch of kids on computers, you know, doing training, especially right now, cause we're, we're working ourselves into the spring season. So we got a lot of new people and they're sitting there touching the screen, you know, you know, going through their little quiz and, and hitting, hitting the, the, the answers on the screen. And I walk in and go, oh yeah, that's right. They're touchscreen computers. <laughs> Because <laughs> it doesn't, it totally doesn't connect with me that these computers are touchscreen. Because I use mm -hmm. one of these computers all day, and I never touch the screen. I always use the keyboard and mouse. Yeah, so. it's uh, yeah. I remember one time we were at a, a friend's house, and their their youngest boys were like three or four, and uh they wanted to pause the TV. So they just went up to the TV and touched it. And their mom was like, what are you doing? They're like, I'm trying to pause it. Like they're like poking the really, really, really nice thing. She's like, stop. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, why won't it pause? Like, it's not a touch screen. They're like, what do you mean? It's a screen. You touch screens. That's what like, they were like, yeah. they, they couldn't comprehend that there was a screen that they couldn't also touch and manipulate. It was, right. it was one of those moments where I was like, Oh, we have reached generational death, like uh, uh bifurcation, like where you just, things are just different for them. Yep. Things are different for them. That's for sure. All right. So I'm going to make a controversial uh, comment. I don't think that Apple's ever going to offer final cutter logic for the iPad. <laughs> I got thinking about this this last week because I, I knew we were probably going to have this discussion, at least if not now, maybe around WWDC. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I'm, I'm really thinking at this point that that's not going to happen. And the reason is it just feels like it would have happened by now. And with these new Macs that they have coming in, um, with these incredible processors and all this power, I just think that they're just not, I mean, they're looking at the, the amount of engineering that it's going to take to get it to work on the iPad and creating these new apps. And the fact that they just updated iMovie um, for, the, for the iPad recently, and they've got GarageBand already on iOS. You know, I think it's far more likely that they're going to uh, they're going to stick with the iMovie GarageBand um, 
um, those two apps. Uh, and I don't think that they're going to move forward with, with logic or final cut. It just doesn't feel you're like you're trying to make me cry. Aren't you? I, I just feel like maybe we're, we need to, uh, we need to let go of this dream right now because I think that, uh, never I just don't know that it's going to happen. Never. Do I even have iMovie? No, I don't even have iMovie installed. I, I don't, I don't have it installed either. I don't, I, you and I both have the, the 64 gig and there's no way that I'm doing a lot of video on this thing. So, but we'll talk about that later because I have that in the show notes, but I have, we have not gotten to that point yet. You almost just gave it away, man. That's all right. No, we talked about it a little bit on the show last week. So, or last time, but so you got anything coming up in the spring and summer that you're excited for? Um, oh boy. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure I'll take my daughter on a trip somewhere. I haven't really decided. I'm kind of waiting to see how everything with COVID flows once like it gets warm out, you know? Um, I know things will probably remain open, but I don't want to plan anything super far ahead just in case something crazy happens. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, probably go up to like Lake Michigan on the beach and, you know, get like an Airbnb in the house and just, you know, chill on the beach and hang out. Um, other than that, um, just going to, you know, enjoy being outside. I'm excited. It's supposed to be. So it's like in the, the high today and tomorrow is like upper 40s. Mm-hmm. But next Saturday, the high is supposed to be 87, like literally 40 degrees warmer than it is now. The low will be 10 degrees warmer than the high for today. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting my patio stuff set back up so I can work outside during the day um, and all that. But I just I feel like I'm cooped up in the house. Like I always forget how long winter lasts up here, yeah. Uh, or should I say down here for for your sake? Um, and I'm just I'm ready to to walk outside and not get punched in the face with cold wind, or you know, be able to have a picnic, or you know, go to my friend's house and swim in their pool and hang out on there, you know, and just just be outside. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what's going on next weekend. Uh, um, I think I might actually have a day where I can, I can uh, go outside and goof off. Um, but we got 71 for a high next, uh, next Saturday, Sunday, 67. So it's going to be a nice weekend. A little bit of rain possible on Sunday, but nothing terrible, but yeah, that should be a good day. Stark contrast to the 33 degrees it is out there right now. <laughs> yeah, I was looking. I was looking at carrot weather. You know that view, and it's like. That's exactly what I was looking at. We go from like 50 to 87 in like two days. Like yikes. I'll take it though. Like we're gonna go from having the heat on at night to needing the air conditioning on during the day because it's gonna be almost 90 degrees. Like. Oh, that's heat. That's air conditioning on at night too. 
I cannot sleep in the well, but it's just like where when what what happened to like being able to have the windows open for like three or four weeks? Right. Fresh seventies right. air, you know, mm-hmm. windows closed at night, but it doesn't get cold enough and you need to turn the heat on. Like what next, happened to those days? Next Saturday Stupid is going to be uh, open up the windows day. So Yeah, just get some fresh air, man. Yeah, this my, my house needs it for sure. Yeah, I need to get a I need to get a screen door from our front door so I can just leave that sucker open and just oh. Yeah. Let's go. Yep, Anyways. they are not they so, are yeah. not hard to to put on, so No, they're that not. is that is the issue door. is it just doesn't fit in my car. Yeah. So, well, you know there are uh, there are companies that deliver. Yeah, it's like a it's like a $40 screen door that they're going to deliver the 10 minute drive for like an extra 50 bucks. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Okay. Well, uh, do you, do you happen to have a home Depot in your, in your town? No, no. Okay. No, we have the other guys. We have Menards and Lowe's. Okay. Well, um, I know that, uh, I believe that Menards has a vehicle you can rent. Um, oh no! I'm, I'm, it's just me being lazy. I have plenty of friends right. that have pickup trucks that I can borrow. Oh, well, agree. <laughs> just awesome. being lazy. Awesome. Yeah. But well, we have. Um, I did take the day of uh, the the keynote of WWDC off uh, June sixth. Uh, so that's something I'm looking forward to because every so often I feel like I just need a, a day to nerd out, and so we're gonna. Uh, we're going to watch the uh, keynote and then I'm going to, going to, for the first time, um, watch the state of the union. Uh, so we'll see, uh, see what that's like. Be fun. It's uh it's much nerdier than the, the keynote. So that's what I expect. Yeah. It might just totally fly over my head, but it'll be interesting. Um, we do have, I do have a vacation planned for middle of June. Uh, the only foreseeable problem is this vacation is planned because we have, uh, my wife's family is coming to visit and I like my wife's family. Um, we're going to be with them for a week and they're all going to be here. And I have a feeling that, uh, Mitch is going to need his uh, studio time that week every so often. <laughs> Just need need my time to, you know, have quiet and uh and do my thing. Although Father's Day falls within that week, there it looks like that's going to span from about the June 16th through the 23rd, so it's like a Thursday to Thursday, and they're not all going to be here at the same time. It's like some of them are coming a little bit later uh in the week. Um, for less days, but, uh, but it's, uh, going to be one of the, you know, I'm a, basically told my wife already father's day, we're going to get done with church and I'm hitting the road by myself to go visit my dad. So, mm-hmm. um, they don't need, I don't need any of them to come with me. Um, and it'll be my time to kind of get, a, get away a little bit and, uh, let them be a family and, you know, I, it's not that I, not that I don't like them, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I just, you know, need my space for a little bit and to decompress and then I can go back and be a civil person again. Otherwise the, 
my want is to not be a civil person and that's I, I know that about myself and so it's it's just as much me as it is them i was gonna say it's it's more me than it is them but it's probably almost equal parts um so because we're people and you mm-hmm. know, and people are messy so but yeah so true. those are the plans for the summer so far um no big no big travel plans this year because we kind of uh, blew the money on that last year. I'm rightly so, but um, yeah. And my wife and I were talking. Uh, our marriage will uh, on June 9th will finally be at dr- drinking age, so that'll be fun. So <laughs> our marriage can now drink legally. Oh, that'll be. In June. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be fun. It's still funny to me that I that people ask me how long my wife and I have been married, and I tell them, and they're like how old are you you can't be that old i'm 45 like oh wow of course kids kids aren't getting married as early as they used to either so yeah although 25 is not super young i mean it's younger than most but like i know plenty of people that were married and they were like 20 21 22 yeah now my wife, my wife was married at 21. I, I think sometimes being in the church is a little different. Yeah. Um, because, you know, true. we put so much emphasis on, uh, on purity before marriage and quite, <laughs> quite honestly, like we don't want to wait. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, I snuck, you know, you see how I snuck that in there without having to say any, any other words. Well, I mean, yeah, and now that you're bringing it up, you're making it blatantly obvious for yeah, I am. So, thanks for making that uncomfortable. Purity, purity before marriage is an important thing, and I'll tell you, when after my wife in in the last twenty years of our marriage, I, I can definitely tell you that it's been a benefit. So, anyway, moving right along, are we ready for uh, what delights us today? Sure. Do you want right, to go well, first or do you want me to go on. first? What's delighting you today, Cam? Um, have you heard the good news about Notion? I will admit to not being a Notion user um, or really knowing much about Notion, but I'm sure that you've got a lot to say right now. So I'm going <laughs> to. So and enjoy. I. I first started using notion in like 2019 when it was kind of like the new hotness you know and i just i wasn't really all that impressed and it didn't really i just didn't stick with me and so i just kind of like let it be its thing and you know i was so what what is notion uh just for anybody who's not who who doesn't like say my wife's listening right now and she and she doesn't know what notion is what give us like the the 50 words or less explanation of what <sighs> so you don't have to stay under 50 words i'm just saying don't you know go and wax it is it is a piece of software that is geared towards people and teams who want to build their own custom pages and databases so like think of like you know, wikis or knowledge bases or like storing your recipes or having like a reading list database or a movies watched database, that sort of stuff for like personal stuff. 
but also you can do it with teams as project management. So you, there's tasks and, you know, you can uh, do now, well, we'll get into that in a second, but you can do different views on your databases. So like table view, list view, Kanban view, calendar view, that sort of stuff. Um, and it's all really customizable. Um, and uh, it, it, you can do a lot with it. Um, you can, you can do text, you can embed video, you can do images, um, you can do formulas like an Excel type stuff. Um, but it's also kind of pretty kind of, it's, it's very opinionated and how, like you look at it and you're like, Oh, that's notion. You can tell from anywhere. You can also publish stuff to the web for public view. Um, and it's free to use for personal accounts, um, which is super nice. So it's, yeah, it, does that make any sense? If it sounds vague and like you can do a lot, that's because that's the case. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I was getting at is it's, it's a little bit like obsidian too, that you can kind of make it what you want it, want it to be. Yeah. The, the main difference being obsidian's writing experience is exponentially better. Mm -hmm. And uh, notion is not, a bunch of plain text markdown files. It is very visual in, yeah. you know, you can have cover images for your pages, icons for your pages. You can embed and see videos and images. It's got colors everywhere that you can or can't, or you can choose to use or not. Um, and so the way that I see it is like obsidian for me is still the place where I write, the place where I prep my lessons, the place that I teach from, the place that I store my reading quotations, like through Readwise, uh, all like everything that is text-based for me or is written is all in Obsidian. Um, but what I'm trying to do is move my church away from Basecamp and into Notion for all of our projects and events and teams and all that sort of stuff because it is so much more flexible. Basecamp's incredibly rigid. Uh, in how it works. Um, Notion feels way more modern. It's way friendlier uh, to new users. It's incredibly powerful, but you don't have to know all of it to use it and get the most out of it um, for certain situations. And so I've been busy building out our entire internal infrastructure for our church, for all of the, you know, the different areas of ministry, for all of the different teams, for all the different events. So, uh, you know, calendars and, and document libraries and master task lists and, and, you know, all this sort of stuff. Um, but what, what brought me back to it was like, I just, I saw a quick thing that was like, Oh, um, notion updated, like biggest upgrade in notion history. They've changed the way they do databases. And I was like, Oh, that looks interesting. I've, looked at note and you know notion in three years but biggest update ever you've got my attention because i'm a nerd <laughs> okay let's go check this out and so what they've done is super cool is so you have like i right now i've got a master task list database and that would be every task that anyone in the church would need to do but based on different um properties for that database i can go to like the bible study uh, team page, and I can have a view of that master database that I can filter for only show me tasks that are not done that have the the tag Bible study on it. And it will only show me those tasks from that main view. But I also have the opportunity to interact with those tasks to change them to done or whatever, or to add new ones. And it 
it's a view into the master task list. So it's not a separate table. So I don't have, you know, your task list for your team is here and my task list for my, it's all one giant task list that I can slice and dice however I want on any different page and any changes I make all filter back to the main task list and anything that I add from all those sliced and diced views all go to the main task list as well. So there's one source of truth for tasks, one source of truth for documents, one source of truth for calendar events, but I can slice and dice those and also change the views. So like if I wanted the calendar on my team's page, but I just want it as a list view of the next five upcoming events for a youth group, boom, that, but it doesn't change the view of the master calendar. It only changes the view of that instance of that slide. So, I mean, it's incredibly customizable uh, and helpful and powerful for the different areas of our church to use the same information, but only see what they need to see in the way that they want to see it, but then still be able to add to the master pool. So, I mean, it's, it's really well done and you can have different views of the same database all in like one block where you can have, I could have a tasks view that shows me my calendar or my tasks, the calendar view that shows me the calendar for my team. And then the document view that shows my documents for that team all in one box that just have three tabs. So it's three different databases all in one view. So, I mean, it's, it's really, really cool. So I've been diving super deep into it this week. Um, and I, I'm, I'm in love. <laughs> You're looking at it, aren't you? <laughs> I am 100% looking at it and 100% thinking this is going to be another rat hole. I'm going to go down here. <laughs> but it, it, like I said, this is not replacing Obsidian for me yeah, at all. Correct. This is this is in addition to because like Obsidian for me, that's all of my personal notes, all of the stuff that I've written personally that I've written for church, all the less like it is my historical library of everything that I've written, right? Whereas Notion is is something else entirely. But like I also have my own personal dashboard. So the other thing is you can have even if you're on a teams a team Notion, everyone still has private pages. You can do whatever okay. you want on those private pages that no one has access to. Then there's workspace pages which everyone has access to. And then there's shared, which is just a select group. So like the okay. shared page would just be like only staff members can see this page. Right. Right. Um, so, so, so it would be something like if uh, the, like the elder team at the church wanted to have a page that only the elder team could see. Right. That would be a shared page that is shared directly with them and only that, but it's not a public workspace page. So no one else can drop in and be like, Oh, what are the elders up to? Yeah. Um, so like I have my own personal dashboard in my church team notion that only I can see. And it has a filter of the master task list that only shows me the tasks that are assigned to me. It has a custom uh, table of contents that shows all of the areas of the church that I'm involved in with links to those pages. I have my own personal separate document library that's just for me. And then I have a link to the master library as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a mix of public information and private information on a page that only I can see. Oh, this is cool. Which is super yeah. dope. Yep. I would be real tempted to, uh, to bring this to the church after I have a pretty good understanding of how it works. And yeah, know. well, and here's the kicker, right? Mm -hmm. Cost, right? Teams right. cost. It's free for personal use. Um, the team's 
mode costs per user. And, you know, that the one thing that Basecamp had going for it is that they don't charge you per user. They charge you a flat fee. You can have as many users as you want. It doesn't matter, which is great. Um, They're the only ones that I know that do that. The trick with Notion is, is you only need, you you have to pay per user, but you can have unlimited guests and you can determine Uh what guests have access to and what type of access they have. So you only need the number of users that are going to be people that are going to be in here, you know, like building pages or uh, adding or removing members, right? So you have like admin, member, and guest. Um, admin can do everything. Member can just, you know, uh, read and write access and guests pretty much just read access and you can determine what pages. And so the majority of the people that are in using Basecamp for us would be guest mode here. We would only need, you know, five or six or seven people that are actual members that are going to be in here changing stuff. Everyone else is just going to come here for information and then go away, you know? So, so it actually winds up being a little bit cheaper for us than Basecamp. So you use the, the term wiki in there. Um, mm-hmm. is this a tool that you can actually use to create a wiki, you know? Yeah, this does, this does, this has full backlink support, just like Obsidian does. So if we, if we created, like, I'm thinking about something like to be able to link from the website, you know, if we wanted to create like a really good wiki that, that anybody could go in and read. Yeah. And so that's where, that's where the, uh, the make public option comes in handy. Okay. You can, uh, make any page in, um, in notion you can make it public and then it, it gives you a notion url and then you can just put that in your website it takes them to a web version of that page that hmm. anyone who has the link has full access to but they only okay. have access to that page right okay. so if that page links to other pages inside your notion instance they they're not going to work for that person because they don't have access right. mm-hmm. yeah because i hmm. I'm not sure how I would integrate that. Uh, it's just, it's just would be interesting to um, build it out in a way. I don't know. I'm thinking of a lot of different ways that we could use this and I'm not sure if uh, it would be something that would be useful for us or not at this point, but, uh, mm-hmm. but it's going to require a lot more thought and consideration before I would take it to the church and uh, share it with them yet. So, but very cool. Oh yeah. I haven't even, I haven't even, I've shared this with like three people at the church that are kind of nerdy like me, uh-huh. but aren't the decision makers. Cause I'm like, right. I want to like, I'm the, I fought tooth and nail to get base camp like two and a half years ago. Cause yeah. before the church was just using nothing. There was no, there was no system in place for any sort of management other than what was in people's head from what we did last time. Yeah. And there was no communication. Like it was, it was all just like text messages randomly, like there's no central location for anything. Yeah. And so I was like, how, how, how have you been a church for five years and you have no information database, no community. Like I was like, and so I fought really, really hard for Basecamp. And now, but I feel like if anyone's going to kill Basecamp, it should be the person that brought it to life right? <laughs> with a better solution. But, and I won't have to, I don't think I'll have to fight hard for it, but you know, change isn't always it can be difficult excited about you got to get everybody but that's, over to it yeah. yeah and the beauty is is summer's approaching which means mm-hmm. all of our college students that volunteer are going to be gone and so if there's a time to implement change it's when there's the fewest people around iron out all the kinks yep. and then when the college kids show back up you're like oh we're using something else okay because they're college kids right like, yeah. <laughs> 
they're used to trying the new stuff out. So anyways, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Well, you blew my mind a little bit. Now I've, now I've got (laughs) to let things settle here. So (laughs) anyways, so what about you, man? So I'm, no, I'm going to, I don't want to end this conversation quite yet because I do have one other question. Um, so you're using this, uh, is would do you know, planning center? Yes. Okay. So you obviously, it looks like you don't have a fond opinion of, I, I do not like planning center for as, for as many times as I've gone into planning center and I've looked at it and go like, I can't do anything here. This is like maybe, and I think I'm set up as an admin on it, but there's like literally nothing I can do. So, I've been using planning center for eight years and every time I'm like, I, where's that button? Like it, it just, yeah. it's, but I will say this for, for handling event check-in and for uh, setting up the service for the worship team, as far as like connecting the song select and having the charts and yeah, there is no other tool out there that is better. Okay. Which is sad because planning center still sucks. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel bad saying that. Yeah. I've used it long enough that it should be better by now, but they have doubled down on how it works and what it looks like over the years. And it's not a great experience for anybody other than the the worship leader can go in and go, we're singing this song, this song, this song, this song. We're doing it in these keys, and it pulls the PDS for like that part is brilliant. I will give them that. But I, yeah, so we still use planning center only for Sunday services. And then we use it for check-in for the children's stuff. Yeah. But so is, can Notion pick up some of the access of that? Can just from ease of use, you know, pick up some of, some of what, uh, I mean, obviously there's a few things you mentioned that, that it can't do or that uh, planning center is a better option for, but like for scheduling and for, you know, doing that kind of stuff, you think notion is a better option for that. Like scheduling like events and who's using what room when I mean, you know, no, I'm, I'm talking more like, so I, I run the, uh, the AV team. So mm-hmm. for me to set out a calendar of like, here's who does what on what days and, you know, and incorporating all that kind of stuff in there, because mm-hmm. honestly, that's what I wanted to do in planning center, but I'm not finding the, like, I, I can't figure out how to do that. I'm a smart guy and I can't figure out yeah. how to do that. So yeah. So what you could do is you could create a database that is, you know, um, tech team database. Right. And then each property would be like, who's running sound, who's running the live stream, you know, whatever the position is would be a property. And then you fill that in with the person and then you set it at the date for that. And then you just do calendar view. And so they would click on two Sundays from now and they would open that, that uh, event in the, the calendar and they would go, okay, sound is this guy and camera is this guy and live stream is this lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would know. And then they could also, um, you could do that with the worship team too, you know, bass, drums, piano, whatever as a property yeah. and then list it out that way. And then below that, um, you could put all the songs with links to songs. Like now you'd have to manually do those links, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's possible. I'm, and I'm, I'm not looking to rip planning center away from our worship leader, 
because she she does a great job with that and and if that's working for her awesome you know it's not working for me mm-hmm. and i think that it would be i think that looking at what you've got here with notion and taking some time to dig into it and understand it a little bit more i mm-hmm. think uh there's something here you know for well for and what something like we notion would lend yeah what something like notion would lend itself to versus something like planning center is you could do the scheduling with notion, but you could also have, you know, best practices documents on this is the best practices for mixing sound. And this is, yep. or instructions for how to get the live stream up and running and troubleshooting. If this happens, then do this. And it's right. all in one location. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and that's where you start to see some of the potential benefits. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking about just like uh, about this much, just this little bit, of what I can do right now. But I, but obviously like there's other things I'm thinking, like expanding that into a lot of other stuff, which is why I was asking if there were, if you could do the public wiki thing, because there are um, tons of uh, stuff. There's tons of stuff on the website that technically could be replaced by just a wiki. And, and it might, and I'm not sure if it would be easier or not to update. Um, but, uh, what do you guys use for your website? Squarespace? No, we're using Squarespace. We're using Squarespace. So it's still pretty easy. And yeah, the, fact, yeah. the fact that, uh, you know, our worship leader and I are the ones that keep the website up to date and she does a lot of the heavy lifting, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like text and events and stuff like that, where I'm going in and doing more of the audio stuff, you know, with the podcasts and, um, doing graphic design and, uh, you know, I, I handle, let's put it this way. I handle more of the front page and the sermon stuff. She handles more mm-hmm. of like the ministry pages and, and updating for, for that kind of thing. So, yeah. But, but I also don't want to recreate like two and three different places for everything that, that starts to complicate stuff for everybody too. So, but yeah. So. That's there all it is. There it is. Which is, which is uh, next. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I literally spent like two, three weeks just, just like as deep into obsidian as you can imagine, figuring stuff out and doing stuff. And now I'm going to be sucked into Notion, uh, figuring this out. So cool, cool. Well, I suppose I can talk about what's, uh, you know, I, What's delighting me today? Uh, little uh, interstitials throughout the show is delighting me a whole lot. It's so, anyway, I'm being silly, but um, that's quite that's allowed and encouraged. <laughs> no, we were talking before we went, we recorded that I that I set up my soundboard for the show. Because last week or last time we made a joke about uh, about having like family feud sounds for when we do our our picks. And so I had to grab these. So I had to grab those at least. And uh, and then um, and then I had to grab a whole bunch of others because I was looking for stuff because I know a lot of podcasts do like little little sound effects and stuff in between their segments. And we might we might get a little bit more. more a little goofier with that and and try to do a little bit a little bit more production as we do the show here but uh but i also like my goal from from the beginning with our show 
was just to be a couple of dudes talking, you know? And so I didn't want to do any real heavy production on the show, um, which, you know, when I start, uh, when I start talking to like different podcast companies about the possibility of doing editing, this show is not the prime example of what, what I would do editing wise, um, as far as like fancy editing and stuff like that, but that's not what this show is about. So um, and it annoys the crap out of me. There is a there's a really cool Star Wars podcast that I'd love to listen to, but their intro was like two minutes long and it's sound effects and um, and little samples and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, you know, dude, I don't I am not going to listen to your podcast if I got to listen to two minutes of that crap at the beginning it's of every podcast. Through it, man. I could. But to me, they haven't earned my my listenership because they're they're way overproduced dude you're a couple you're a couple of dudes talking on the air about star wars get over yourselves but yikes anyway <laughs> what's delighting me today mm, rants rants about the way that people produce things no um so last time we talked about uh i kind of let let you in on the fact that i had uh ordered a ipad mini actually i think that might have been two shows ago because it took a long time for this thing to get here um but i have it and i have an orange cover on it which makes me so happy and uh this thing is amazing and Told in you. the in the show document all i wrote was hashtag camels right mm-hmm so um as we yeah as we've talked over over the last couple of months um i've kind of come to this epiphany that uh the ipad really for me fits into a consumption device uh category uh i don't do a lot of creation on it and stuff like that what i do do and I hate it when I use the same word, twice, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it makes sense in that, that context. But what I do with it is I read, I do Bible study with it. I'll capture some notes every so often and do, do some stuff like that, which, you know, is, is fine. Like I, I do that. Um, but the pr primary stuff that I do with it is I've got my Bible app on here. I've got the Kindle app on here. and. Uh, and I do some reading online. I check uh, reader um, for my RSS feeds, which uh, I might be uh, looking at and rejiggering some stuff there because I, I found a new reader that might be uh, not the RSS re reader app itself, but a new backend that I might switch to. But um, but if we if we get to a point in the podcast that we can talk about that a little bit or I know a little bit more about it, I'll I'll bring that up. But, um, but I'm really, I'm really digging this device and, and another hashtag cam was right. I don't have any icons on my screen. It's just this, this, this beautiful, glorious picture that I took down at galaxy's edge in Florida that has a picture of, or it's got the right along the bottom. You see the millennium Falcon with the black spire sticking up the side and it just looks, it's a beautiful i love this picture and it works out so nice on this ipad although when i go into landscape mode it cuts off the top of the uh black spire which makes me unhappy but but it's a 
I'm, I'm really happy with this device and man. Yeah. I've gotten, gotten to doing a lot more reading, which, uh, I shared with you before, before we went live today that, uh, I am going to, I've, I have registered and well, I applied for and registered to uh, start my big biblical counseling training, probably in the fall. So I'm really jacked about that. And there's a lot of reading involved. And thankfully, all of the oh, yeah. books, uh, most of the books that they have um, that I have to read are available on Kindle. So I can get those all on the device and read them this way. And, and it should be good. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them do not have audio, which I read much better when I have the audio to go with it. So I might have to look at some um, options for that. But, but yeah, so... I thought I would have a lot more to say about this, but it's, it's just really, really cool. I really like it. The size of it is so perfect. Like you were saying earlier, Mm -hmm. it's just the the iPad mini, like my, my larger iPad. So a lot of the, like every night when we go to bed, we, my wife and I um, put our bed into, you know, a seated position so that we, we got a fancy bed. Um, and we sit and we read there. Well, what I was doing with the old iPad pro that I had was I, um, put it on my little Logitech create, uh, um, case. You could fold it up. Like it was folded up. So it sat up so you could type on the keyboard. Well, I would stand it in my lap and I would sit and I would read that way. And so I wouldn't hold it because holding it was awful because it it got heavy (laughs) and my, my wrist got to hurt and. And uh, this thing now I can just sit and I can hold it for a good long time before it starts, like it starts to feel a little bit heavy. And guess what? Because you can hold it in one hand, you can switch it to the other hand. So, so it works out really nice that way. Now, if I can just get my, my cat to not try to push it out of the way to come sit with me, that would be awesome. Cause then I could sit there and read, although I like it when he sits with me. So, but, uh, but I did, I did something that I'm not, I don't think you do is that down, down in the, um, dock, all the apps that I would want to have on the, on the home screen, I put into a folder on the dock. So those are the apps that I'm going to, I'm going to go to most often. So I've got a little folder with those, those apps in them. And part of the reason that I did this was some of these are bookmarks, um, from Safari. So those you can't, you can't put into the app library and you can't delete. Otherwise you don't have them. Um, so like I have one for Mac stories. I have one for Wordle, um, Instagram, because I don't have a iPad app. I put Insta, I saved a bookmark for Instagram on the home screen so I can get to that. So, so yeah. So when I originally showed you, I sent you a screenshot of, of this. Um, the device, the way I originally set it up. Do you, did you remember seeing that? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. So what I, what I had done, let me see where I have it here. Man, that's a ways back. So what I had done with this device, and here's the picture here, is that I had a column. Um, now, again, I have the picture from um from galaxy's edge and i've got the black spire going up the one side well i didn't want to cover that up with any with any uh, widgets or anything like that i wanted that to be open but that's the whole one side of the device and then i wanted to put widgets on the other side 
Uh, so you know how I did that? Did you use the, uh, the old, uh, clear app icon? So, trick? so here's the crazy thing. They don't work on the iPad because you have landscape and, uh, portrait orientations. So they're not available for the iPad. And actually there was one that I tried using that, uh, that I had working on my iPad pro that either got removed from the app store or is not available for this device, but, uh, but I could not download that app. So, uh, underscore David Smith makes a little app called, uh, widget Smith. Smith. Yeah. And so what I did was I created two widgets, uh, picture widgets. And I, man, this was, I spent like a couple of hours, like trying to get this. Perfect. <laughs> um, but I got, I, I edited an image down so that it was just that whole column on that one side. And then I took the, each widget, I created a, what essentially is a large widget, um, created two of those, one for the top and one for the middle and got that picture lined up perfectly so that, uh, so that it doesn't look like there's even a picture there. It, it looks really, really good. It turned out really good. So, um, but it was a lot of going back to the home screen, checking to see where, where it was off, then going back into widget Smith and adjusting it a little oh bit then going back to the home screen and checking to see where it's off and going back and forth until finally I got it lined up. Perfect. And, uh, and then I realized when I went into landscape mode, um, those it just totally didn't work. So I had the choice at that point, I could stick with this format or just get rid of the widgets and uh, just appreciate the picture. And so I decided to do that um, basically because either I locked this in portrait orientation and, and just didn't use it in landscape. Or if I did lose use it in landscape, it would just be for specific apps, and or just get rid of the the widgets, put the widgets in uh, in the today view, so I can swipe them over and look at them, and swipe them mm -hmm. back. Um, and so that's what I decided to do because otherwise I totally lost my ability to go into uh, to landscape. So very good. So yeah, that's what's delighting me today. Now I do have one other conversation I want to have with you. Did you have something that you wanted to add to that? Nope. You look like you might have. No, so, that's fine. So we talked about over the uh, update to Overcast on the last episode. Mm -hmm. And you decided that you were going to try Pocket Casts, right? Yep. It's Pocket Correct. Cast for the last couple of weeks. So uh, how was your experience? I have removed overcast from my devices. Hmm. It does make my heart hurt just a little bit hearing you say that. <laughs> no, I like, I like pocket casts. It's got smart speed. It's got voice boost, just like overcast does. They're probably slightly different. Okay. Um, but I like the way the pocket cast looks and operates much better. So here, here's my, a question that I have for you. Do, does it have smart playlists? I didn't really dig um, into it. I don't know, but I don't use those. So, and see, I do. 
So now here's here's my here's my so it's got yeah yeah so there's filters new releases in progress start and I can create a new one and I can filter by all my podcasts episode status release date duration download status media type and starred so it may not be as it may not be as um, flexible as Overcast but it does have that feature so my problem with what you're telling me is that you quit using overcast because you didn't like the pill, the pill shaped thing, right? Yeah. The playlist thing. Things. I mean, I've never thought, I've never thought overcast was pretty ever. Okay. But I, I got the feeling that that's what you, that would, that's what you dislike the most. Well, I mean, that, that was like the, like, Oh my God, what's going on? Like <laughs> we've reached, <laughs> so, things have gotten worse. So after we had that conversation, I decided to just, what if I just eliminated all my, all my, uh, um, playlists and I only had a couple of them, but what if I just wiped those out, got rid of them and did used it without playlists. Now it was totally possible. Uh, the only thing that I lost was the continuous play because it would just play the podcast that you were listening to. And then it would stop there because it didn't know where to go from there. Or if there were maybe if there was like two po- two podcasts of this or two episodes of the same podcast, it would kind of roll into the next podcast. But uh, if I wanted to go from, let's say, I was listening to Mac Break Weekly and the next podcast was connected, um, it didn't just transition from one to the other. I had to go into the app, I had to select it and start play, and then and then uh, uh, close the app to be able to continue listening to the next podcast I wanted to listen to. So I did go back and I created a, another playlist um, so that I had at least like my, the main, uh, the main podcast that I would listen to throughout the week um, prioritized the way that I wanted them. So, um, so yes, I have to deal with the pill, but, uh, but to me, the, if you don't use the smart playlists and you don't use um, the playlists in general, uh, it really didn't, to me, it just didn't feel like you really needed to uh, anymore because of the design of the app, the way it would show you your recents, uh, the, 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 at the episodes that you've had list, had listened to, that you can resume them from there. You know, it made it real convenient that way. It just, I lost the continuous play option um, in there to not use playlists. So I went back to using the playlists. I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I opened a uh, pocket cast and I started messing around with it and I don't like the visual style of pocket casts. Um, it's That's okay. It's a difference between you and I, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just something that I just didn't enjoy that. Um, and for it, it reminded me back when I really just started listening to podcasts on my um, iPod there was a an app called Instacast, which I don't know if that's around anymore. I haven't heard about it for a very long time, but I used that initially. And that had like the, you would go in and look at your podcasts and it would have them had like your, the cover art. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think the way that uh, Pocket Cast does. And I just didn't care for the visual style of that. And when I moved to overcast, this visual style makes more sense to me. And, and I like the list view and, 
and just the way it looks that way. The pill, not super excited about the pill. <laughs> I'm hope, I'm hoping that he eventually um, pulls back on that or makes makes an option to turn that off or something like that. Even though he's pretty much said that he's not going to do that, I'm hoping that he catches enough heat from it that he's like, okay, fine, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll so I will say that in the layout for pocket casts, you can have large artwork, small artwork, or you can also have list view. Okay. Pocket yeah, cast. So I, it just, it, it defaults to the large artwork, but you can yeah. do smaller artwork, which cuts it down by like 25 or 30%. And then you also have the list view as well. Does it have so, dark mode? Uh, yeah. You can do light or dark or master system. Okay. Cause that that's a, that's a requirement. Cause I, I pretty much, yeah, it's, do everything you can, you can, you can use the system dark mode. You can set the default for separate light and dark. It's got a bunch of different app icons, all that sort of goody goodness. Yeah. No, I've gotten to the point where, you know, there's only a handful of apps anymore that I use that don't offer dark mode because it's just, it's hard on my eyes, man. I'm ever since I worked overnights, for, for a while it's just every, every bright stuff just hurts so um and that was years ago that i did that but i just i don't know it was just weird like i just don't like bright lights anymore so do you like um, big cities occasionally i have to be in the mood fair enough but anyway so, yeah, I just wanted to get an update on that because uh, I was curious to see what your experience was going to be like. And, you know, maybe I will look at Pocket Cast again and find that I like it. But to me right now, I'm kind of waiting to see what else um, Marco does with the uh, design. I think that I think that the pill thing was just an ill-advised idea uh, from the beginning. And it came from his wife, honestly. So, you know cut them a little slack there but um but i i don't i don't care for that either i i kind of wish i could dial that back to just uh just a list item instead of it there having to be a ton of graphics to it but this is what it is i guess indeed all right well we can uh, wrap things up for today um, do you have anything else that you needed to let the audience know about? Mm, happy Easter. Indeed. Happy Easter. That's all right. Year. Well, if you would like to know more about us or to like to check our back catalog or even subscribe in your favorite podcast app, which uh, apparently is a very opinionated thing, check us <laughs> out at innerdialogue.show. Again, that's innerdialogue.show. And uh, you can find me at mitchcraig.online. Uh, you can find me at mitchcraig.sucks. <laughs> just kidding just kidding i didn't buy it i didn't oh, buy that it would have been hilarious. <laughs> redirect your website instead of mine oh yeah no cambrennan.com all right and all of our socials are available at our website so if uh, there's something that you've got you just uh, mitch got this wrong this week and I, I need to let him know about it you can hit me up on twitter and, and everything all my links are available at my website, mitchcraig.online, and you can catch Cam Brennan at cambrennan.com. All right, man. That is correct. I will see you back here in a couple of weeks.
Have a good, have a good rest of your day, dude. Bye now. Ta-ta for now.